Do you ever wonder what people really think about you? Whether they think you're brilliant, caring, and fun, or maybe lazy, self-centered, and boring? The truth is, you'll never know. People only talk about you openly when you're not in the room. In these situations, don't you think it's possible that people might put you down, say negative things about you, or even make fun of you behind your back? After all, we've all been in the room when someone else was gossiped about. Gossiping is such a common occurrence, it almost seems to be human nature. We all know people who can find something bad to say about anyone, criticize anything and everybody. Words of negativity easily flow from their mouths. But why? Do we have the desire to put other people down, to speak negatively about them behind their backs? In Parshas Tazria, we are introduced to the prohibition of Lashon Hara, evil speech, and many of its details. What exactly is the nature of Lashon Hara? There's a common misconception that Lashon Hara refers only to sharing false information about another person. They claim that if something is true, however, there shouldn't be anything wrong with saying it. You'll therefore often hear people say, but it's true, as if this is a good defense, exonerating any possible wrongdoing. However, this couldn't be further from the truth. There's a separate prohibition of lying. The Torah prohibition of Lash and Hara refers specifically to sharing true information about someone in order to harm them. In order to understand Lashon Hara, we must therefore clarify why we cannot say something hurtful, even if it's true. Another interesting feature of Lashon Hara is its punishment. The Torah describes a very strange punishment for someone who speaks Lashon Hara. He must leave the camp of the Jewish people and remain outside, isolated and alone. What is the meaning of this, and why is it a fitting punishment? for one who spoke negatively about someone else. So in order to understand this topic, we need to briefly review a topic we have discussed in the past. We are naturally isolated and separate from one another. We are separate beings, all living in our own subjective world, our own inner universe. We will never be able to experience life through anyone else's perspective, only through our own inner consciousness. We have our own thoughts and feelings, things no one else can see. We face our own hardships and tribulations, ones that no one else truly understands. And this results in several difficulties. If I'm trapped in my own inner world, how can I connect with other people? How can I know what's going on in their heads? How can I share my inner life with them? How can I overcome this infinite barrier between myself and everyone else. And this is the secret of speech. Speech allows us to connect with other people. You see, you start with your own inner thoughts and experience. You then take a deep breath and then use your throat to project your words outwards. You then use your mouth, tongue, teeth, and lips to form the specific words which will encase your thoughts as you give them concrete form. 
So in essence, you then throw out your words into the world around you in the form of vibrations. And if another person is nearby, their ears can pick up these vibrations and translate them into sound. And those sounds will form words and those words sentences. And if they speak your language, those words will take on meaning as well. They must then keep track of all the different words and sentences, holding on to them and bringing them back from memory in order to form a complete picture of everything you said. And amazingly, this person can now experience your inner world inside their own mind. They now contain a piece of you within themselves. The barrier between your worlds has been diminished. And the mouth is therefore the organ of connection, holding the potential to create deep existential connection. We've explained in the past that all the functions of the mouth serve to connect two things together. That eating connects the physical body to the angelic soul. If you don't eat, your soul will leave your body. And speaking connects people's inner worlds together. When you speak with someone, you share your inner world with them. And kissing connects two physical bodies together, reflecting a deeper internal form of connection and oneness. And this is the, the potential of speech. Speech carries the potential to create relationships, to lift people up, to expand people's minds, and enable genuine communication, genuine connection. An interesting illustration of this concept is that a person's Rebbe, his teacher, is considered to be his father, in a sense. This is because there are two aspects of creating a human being. The biological parents use their DNA to create the physical child. But the inner being, the soul, the mind, the consciousness, is yet to be fully formed and fully expressed. When a Rebbe imparts deep Torah wisdom to his Talmud through speech, the ideas that were once only in the Rebbe's mind are now within the students as well. The Rebbe has, through the power of speech, helped create the inner world of his student. And in doing so, he has become a partner in this student's creation. In a deep way, he has become this student's father as well. And halachically, the Rebbe, the spiritual father, even surpasses the biological father in some ways. The Rambam paskins, according to halacha, according to Jewish law, that if both your father and your Rebbe require your kavod, require your honor, that your Rebbe's kavod comes first. This is because your father only brought you to Olam Hazeh, this physical and fleeting world, whereas your Rebbe helps bring you to Olam Haba, the eternal world to come. This process that your Rebbe facilitates is affected through the power of speech as he imparts wisdom and understanding to you. We therefore see the creative power and potential of speech. It connects us together, helps bridge our inner worlds, and allows us to expand our minds as we learn from others. But now that we know the purpose of speech, we can understand just how unspeakably abhorrent Lashon Hara is. Lashon Hara is taking the very tool of connection, speech, and using it to disconnect people from each other. When you say something negative about someone, you have created a conceptual wall between the subject of your negativity 
and the person who you're talking to. The very tool of connection has been corrupted to achieve its opposite goal. Now, there are so many examples of Lashon Hara in the Torah. The very first example of Lashon Hara in the Torah is in Gan Eden. At the very inception of creation, the Nachash, the evil snake, is notorious for speaking Lashon Hara to Adam and Chava. It's interesting to understand that what the Nachash said about the Eitz was in a sense true. But it caused a major disconnect between Adam and Chava and Hashem. Another example of Lashon Hara's disastrous effects is the sin of the Miraglam, the spies. Again, what they said about Eretz Yisrael was technically true. The problem lay in the fact that they used speech to create a separation between Klai Yisrael and the land of Eretz Yisrael, and in doing so, also created a separation between Klai Yisrael and Hashem as well. Another interesting case of Lashon Hara is Miriam's criticism of Moshe. While her intentions were noble, and she even intended to help create connection between Moshe and Sipporah through her words of rebuke, she was judged according to her lofty level. Through her words, she created a rift between herself and Moshe, and potentially did the same between Moshe and Sipporah as well, as well as Moshe and Klai Yisrael. She was therefore punished accordingly for the sin of disconnecting others through negative speech. But we need to go back to the absolute starting point and ask like, just the very basic question, what compels us to speak Lashon Hara? We understand the severity of Lashon Hara and its devastating effects on those around us. We need to just ask the simple question, why do we feel so compelled to speak negatively about others? If we are only disconnecting people from each other and misusing the holy organ of connection in the process, why is it such a struggle to avoid negative speech? We see how wrong it is. So there are a few reasons that we get such a strong feeling of satisfaction when we gossip and talk negatively about others. As we mentioned above, people are naturally lonely and isolated and therefore yearn for connection, yearn to be liked and accepted by others. Therefore, many people try to connect with the person they are talking to by putting someone else down. After all, it's often quite funny and amusing to hear about someone else's pitfalls. Thus, we attempt to connect to present company by disconnecting both ourselves and the listeners from the person we are talking about. The irony, though, is that this actually achieves the exact opposite effect. The person you are speaking to now knows that you talk about people behind their backs. And he has no reason to believe that you won't do the same exact thing to him the moment he leaves the room. Therefore, in your attempt to create connection with this person through disconnecting someone else, you have now disconnected yourself from everyone. Another equally problematic motivation for speaking Lashon Hara is the desire to feel good about yourself. We all desire to feel important, significant, and worthy of respect. We not only desire the love and admiration of others, but also that of our own. And very often, we see the success of people around us, and it challenges our self-worth, our ego, and forces us to question our own accomplishments. Are we really doing anything with our lives? 
So the easy and quick fix to this dilemma is to speak lush and hara about these people. If we tear them down and reduce the significance of their accomplishments, our own self-worth, our own worth, is protected and magnified. Of course, this is not an appropriate way to create self-worth. Instead of raising yourself up and investing in your own spiritual and existential growth, you instead undeservedly drag someone else down. In both scenarios, you appear to have achieved success, but only one is real. Only one is genuine. Only one will last. When you put someone down, you may appear to have achieved success, but you've gained nothing. You are left only with pervasive disconnect, a false and fleeting feeling of ego, and a complete lack of personal growth. The other corruption of speech is lying. Unlike Lushan Hara, which is using the truth to create disconnection, lying is fabricating your own truths. Speech is the mechanism of expressing internal truth outwards. Lying is a manipulation and misuse of the very purpose of speech. Speech gives a person the ability to express his inner world, to genuinely connect with another through sharing inner consciousness, expressed outwards through speech. But when a person shares a lie, the other person thinks that he has connected with you, that he knows something from within your inner world, that you have bequeathed a piece of your very self to him, in truth, however, all that he has is the lie that you have fed him. Interestingly, the Hebrew word for connection is kesher, and not coincidentally, the Hebrew word for a lie is sheker. The exact same letters, but in a mixed-up order. Lies are a corruption of what could have been genuine connection. Sheker, falsehood, is taking the potential for connection and perverting it into disconnect and falsehood. So while the listener thinks that he is connecting to you, nothing could be further from the truth. And we can now understand why the punishment for speaking Lashon Hara is temporary isolation. The person who spoke Lashon Hara disconnected people from each other. As a result, he now becomes disconnected from everyone. He misused the organ which helps take you out of the isolated prison of your own inner world. And as a result, he now becomes isolated in his own world, incapable of any communication and connection with the rest of Klai Yisrael. The hope is that from this time in isolation, he will be able to contemplate his past failures, confront what he did, and find a way to improve moving forward. This is the power of speech. Speech is powerful. It's a tool of connection, communication, and expression. And you can tell a lot about someone by listening to what they talk about. As the saying goes, small minds discuss people, Average minds discuss events, and great minds discuss ideas. May we be inspired to harness the full potential of our ability to speak and to use speech in order to build genuine connection 
genuine understanding and genuine oneness.